What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony with Monday Madness. Thank you so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. I hope you had an incredible weekend. And I hope you have an incredible week moving forward. We are going to be talking about how my week went and some of the comics and some of this and some of that. So it's going to be an assortment of different topics, ideas, thoughts that uh, I encountered through this week, simply because that's what I want to talk about. I had a couple of things that I was mulling over that I was considering discussing today, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to talk through what I got going on, uh, and it may interest you. I'm going to, like I said, talk about some comics, maybe some uh, collectible cards, couple of life things and uh, everything else. So let me grab my coffee. One second. There we go. Accidentally left it on my other table there. Um, But before I dive into today's episode, make sure and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on all of the podcast platforms. You're obviously listening to me on, so... Make sure to hit follow, comment if you have a comment, and uh, let's just dive into the episode. So, a couple of things. Let, let me just start off with uh, kind of the podcast as a whole, um, and to uh, continue a little bit of dialogue. So, Dustin on the Friday show mentioned or had a comment about uh, my conversation in a previous Monday Madness, saying that uh, he doesn't. He didn't think we relate to the game with uh, the podcast because that's my references or my conversation, I should say, was loosely based around being late to the game with trending items. Um, and, you know, he he had his his thoughts there, which were, no, I think, you know, you just do it as as you do um, and whatnot, which is valid. I, I get I get where he's coming from. Uh more or less, that really wasn't wasn't what my point was with the conversation. Uh, the conversation was more or less being in the role of being late to the game, as in you're not the first 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, and then getting, I guess, put in the position to where you've got outside influencers essentially imposing their will on you because you didn't dive in at the opening gate or the opening sequence, or you didn't watch that movie right when it came out or within a week or a month or a year or what, what have you. And it's just an interesting, interesting thing, but I appreciate his comment. And uh, it, that, that conversation as a whole, I'll continue in the future. It's just still an interesting thing because of where I guess maybe where I'm at with certain things um, to include what I'm going to talk about as far as comics and collectibles and some of the stuff I'm doing is, is exactly that. It's not that I'm late to the game, but I am late to the game. I did not get uh, into some of this stuff early enough and I didn't stay in it long enough to where I've got, you know, in the comic book world, I don't have the 20 keys that I probably should have had if, if I had, or had I taken the series or had I been, in it to the degree that I'm heading into. Um, I, I guess that's that's more or less uh, my thoughts on that. Um, and 
I recognize that, and that was where that conversation came from and where it continues to this day. And I'll give you some examples of that. And the reward I have received from acknowledging and saying, man, I'm late to the game, as opposed to sitting there being like, okay, I'll never get good comic books or I'll never get good baseball cards or, I mean, the shit is relative to pretty much anything that you want to do. Well, everybody's got a YouTube channel. I'll never get there. It's like, no, you're just late to the game, dude. Like, if you know someone that is collecting comics or you know someone that is doing a YouTube, just fucking ask them. Um, And hopefully they're not a douche about it and they help you as opposed to just, you know, talking trash or just saying, you need to just do like I do. It's like, no, dude, you know, take it for what it is. And I think that that's a valuable life lesson. At least for me, it has been um, with acknowledging, yes, I am late to the game. However, where do I want to go now? Because a lot of these folks um, have already tread in the, in the mud. They've already walked that mile. So learn from what they're doing. Uh, and try to find sources that are credible. Find those people that actually know what they're talking about, know what they're doing, and uh, utilize them. And then you also need to explore what direction you, you want to go. So enough on enough on the <laughs> the inspirational talk stuff. So, uh, there, let's dive into this this last week for me. So I've mentioned this several times times over. I purchase stuff from auctions on and off, whether it's eBay stuff, local auctions, auctions in the States, whatever. Um, but, but I'm actively kind of watching. I love it. I mean, it's, it's built into me. I, I, it's uncurable. It's an uncurable trait, I guess. Um, but I like it. I like looking at things and it doesn't, it's not exclusive to comic books or baseball cards or, uh, really anything. I just like understanding what is this thing uh, valued at. And to me, value is, is this a item? Cause I've bought more cars than most people own in their lives. I've bought a lot of things and sold a lot of things, uh, that exceed what a normal person probably purchases in their life cycle. And it's just an interesting thing. It's this, it's just what I like to do. I've been doing it for a long time and I'm going to continue doing it. Um, I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to scope, scope it down. And this week was, uh, kind of it was not an exception to that. So a few weeks back, I was looking at an auction. I put it through some bids down on some, uh, collectible baseball, hockey, football cards. Not that I need them, but, um, if I can get them for a good price and then, uh, add some to my collection or sell them great. Uh, and that's that's generally the route I want to go. It doesn't always go that way. Big disclaimer for those that want to get into flipping stuff. It isn't uh, as it's as you see on storage wars or what have you. So precautions, precautions, precautions. Be prepared to lose. Be be prepared to reinvest money, depending on what it is you're throwing money into. However, it also can be extremely rewarding. Um, it can be. Uh, mentally rewarding. If you're, if you're like me and you like to do this thing and you get some wins under your belt, then great. It can also be financially rewarding because you buy that box of comics. I talked about this a while ago. I bought a box of comics for 80 bucks. I think it was what it was, 80 bucks and pulled several hundred dollars worth of comics out of that box. I mean, all in all, that was probably, I spent 80 bucks and it was probably 
raw street value, probably about 500, 600 bucks, right? Not a, not a lot. Oh, that's not much. My friend pulled it. Right. But I'm not your friend. And that wasn't that situation. That's that's what I got out of that deal. And I'm happy to do that. I'd do that all day long if I could, but I can't because it's not reality. So, so last week I threw some bids down on some boxes of cards <clears throat> and I've been looking at uh, some of my comic collection and how I want to diversify and how I want to get in on some of the trending things because that's where the money's at. And with doing so, you know, I, I looked at a couple of my local shops, looked online a lot, and I've done a lot of research recently. I've been reading. I've actually even started reading comics. And uh, an incredible one to read is, uh, what is it? It is Flashpoint. Check that comic out. An incredible book. It's available. I got it on, uh, what did I get it? Amazon Kindle or whatever it's called, the Kindle or whatever it is through my Amazon Prime membership. It was free. And aside from the swear words and some of the violence, I uh, censored it for my little guy and read it to him several nights. And he enjoyed seeing the comics and me reading it to him. So it was cool. Um, so that was this week. And so these bids on these cards kind of staled out and then I was getting outbid. And then for whatever reason, this one box. And, and so let me paint the picture of what I'm talking about. So these are five, uh, these are four road card boxes. They hold a shitload of baseball cards and it gets down to the last one. And I've been outbid on the other ones. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to, you know, and no one bids on it. So I'm stuck. And so I'm stuck at 20 bucks and there's a bunch of cards in there. I'm like, well, shoot. Okay. And then of course my mind is like, shit, you should have bid on some of the other ones. And, and I did a little bit, but I didn't do much because I didn't want to throw a bunch of money into it. So I, I bought that. And actually I bought two uh, prints by an artist that uh, they're like cowboy prints. They're pretty cool. I like them. Um, anyways, I bought two prints from an artist that are their proof prints and they're both signed and numbered with a certificate of authenticity. Each one of those only cost what, 12 bucks, 15 bucks. Um, and I've got a little collection of that going on. I'll talk about that in a later episode. Anyways. So I get that done. I got to go pick it up. And, and so I run to go pick it up on Saturday and I get that. I also stopped by uh, a comic shop that I, that I've been going more and more to as I've gotten more and more to the hobby. And I'm, I'm learning more um, from the collectability standpoint. I'm learning more from the reader standpoint. And I went in there and I spent way too much time. I'm sure my family that was waiting in the car was like, what the hell is this guy doing? He's been in there for two hours. And then I come out with this big ass, but, bag full of comics they're having they're having a sale just to fyi so i sit there and i'm going through this is a, a back issue sale which means they pull out shitloads of boxes of comics that are normally not out because it makes the store look like shit it does and you can pilfer through them and there's a deal on all these comics so that that's what i do i picked up a bunch of cool issues i got a hawkeye number one i got a, a variant spawn number one i got into invincible the TV show, both Dustin and I have talked about several times. It's available on Amazon Prime. Check that shit out. It is not for kids, though, but it's still highly enjoyable. Picked up some of those comics and, and a couple of others. And I got home and I, I did some some TikTok videos and I did a couple of videos about it. And I 
again came to the realization or faced the realization when I was actually in that comic shop, like, God damn, am I late to the party here as I'm looking through some of these comics? Like, I don't know what any of this shit is, or I only know three and there's 10,000 different types. And um, again, when I can't, maybe it's just a trigger for me. It's like, okay, come to the realization that you're late to the collectability side, but also pull back. Hey, search the internet. Hey, use these tools that these other guys that have been doing this forever and I did, and and that's that's where that came from. So I get home, I got all these comics, um, and I'm starting to rebag those. That's actually still in process. There's a bunch of comics on my desk here still, too. So anyways, I get the cards home, and there's hundreds of these freaking cards, right? And I'm like, fuck, I, I hate, just to let you know, if you're not familiar with baseball or football cards, I hate the waxer cards, and I've got a shitload of them. And what that means is late 80s, early to mid-90s, they were overproduced, nothing really special. Um, there wasn't a ton of key players that came out. So the value on them is not very much. So you need to know that if you're going to get into the hobby or maybe you got a box of baseball cards sitting around. Anyway, so I'm like going through this box. I'm like, shit. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, key players. You know, for me, some of the key players are childhood heroes. The guys that I collected when I was a kid that I got to watch on the big screen, you know, and, and everything of the kind, Randy Johnson's, your Barry Bonds, your uh, Roger Clemens, your King Griffey juniors, like those types of players. And I'm going through this box, like I said, and I'm pulling out a couple of keys and I'm like, fuck, well, I get to this section and this is, this was super exciting to me. Um, I get to this section and this is an assortment of different cards. This isn't done through sets of cards. There's different years, different, different, uh, uh, brands of cards so you get in this rut of like oh shit what is in this stack what is in that stack and they're only a few inches thick so i i'm diving through this right dramatic pause as i drink coffee um anyways i'm diving through get to the stack i've already pulled out you know a handful of cards and mind you these cards are not big dollar cards Graded value would push probably some of these cards in the $25 to $50 range. Graded value. These are ungraded, which pushes them into like the $5 to $10 range. Regardless, I already made my money back because I only spent $20 plus fees, like $22. So here I am. I pull a stack out, and it's a, uh, I believe it was a 93 stack, and there's not very many, and I'm like, no fucking way because there's one card. That I've wanted for a while. There's one card that could be in this stack. And that's a Derek Jeter draft rookie card. And I'm like, there's no way this is this is just sitting here. Because I'm pulling, like I said, I'm pulling fairly common cards. But there were a little bit. And bam, I pulled a card. I was fucking ecstatic. And again, it's pure luck, guys. Pure luck. This does not always happen. I've got tons of cards that I've wasted money on that I... That I'll I'll do fine with because of the uh, because of breaking them, but the work that goes behind going through all of the cards and all of that shit sometimes is not worth it. And it goes the same for comic books too. I I bid on uh, actually a box of comics again, and I got busy with some shit. I think it was cooking dinner or whatever, and I missed my fucking opportunity and lost it by five bucks. So I'll never know what was in the box, other than what I saw on there. The point is. I got really lucky with that uh, baseball box of cards. Super stoked about it. Uh, that is a card I've actually wanted in my collection for a long time. I just didn't want to pony up, pony up 
uh, the few hundred bucks that it fetches for. And uh, so I will be putting together um, some cards that I need to go get graded. And I'll, I'll walk through that process uh, when I get to it. But you have to know what you're buying. And it doesn't matter if it's an auction, if you're buying it from someone, if someone's giving you something, if <clears throat> um, no matter what route you go through. And with that comes several things, whether you're buying a brand new comic off the shelf or you're going to go flip a car or you're going to go buy some art or you're collecting whatever. You just need to know you need to know a what is the con- condition and specifications of the condition? Is it valued? Is it valued high, even in poor condition? A good examples like uh, X-Men number one or Action Comics number one, where it can look like total dog shit and it's still worth tens of thousands of dollars, right? Well, everything doesn't work that way and everything isn't collectible. So you got to keep that in mind, especially with the uh, comic book world, baseball collectible world is there's this thought that I know goes through a lot of people's heads because I've had several people, especially since opening up about my collections and, and how I do it, saying shit to me like, oh, I've got some comic books. Yeah, I think there were some money. And then they they show me or they talk to me and I'm like, yeah, dude, you're lucky to get face value. Like, yeah, they're cool comics and keep them for what they are, like read them or whatever, but you're not going to go in and, and walk out with thousands of dollars. It's just not what it is. Um, baseball cards. I've, I've seen it and talked to people several times. I've got fucking five boxes, five big boxes of baseball cards. And I know I got some good ones. It's like, okay, we'll see. So do this go through and pull out all the key players and then go back through and pull out all the sub key players and then start looking up the value. If it's from the eighties or the nineties, more than likely it's, it's not worth shit. Now there are exceptions to it. Like I said earlier, there are exceptions to these rules um, because you do get one-offs. If you got a George, like there's this George Bush card that was a very limited card that came in an early nineties edition. Um, and it's worth up to $10,000, but no one fucking has it. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, that's an example. There's so many different examples. Uh, the first appearance of Miles Morales, which that comic isn't that old. I mean, that thing's fetching a thousand plus dollars. I think uh, 9.8, which is near mint graded comic fetched like 2,500 bucks. It's just crazy to me. So Enough of uh, enough of, uh, I guess, some of that. But I wanted to share that because that that's kind of how my week went. Uh, I was super busy with work this week. It was kicking my ass. And I guess the ability to kind of break out of that life, to break out of the work monotony, spend time with the kids and then do some of the stuff that I am truly enjoying. And the other thing to consider, too, if you're in a space of like you need a hobby or you need something to do other than you know, watch TV or play video games, uh, which are both fine hobbies to some degree, but you want to get into something else, uh, you know, getting into comics can be relatively cheap to get into, especially if you start with something that that is affordable. I mean, you're talking a couple of bucks for a couple of comics. It's a pretty good deal. Start reading about it. Resources on the internet are cheap as fuck because most of them are free as fuck. (laughs) Um, Baseball cards is the same thing. Don't dive in knee deep and don't let what your buddy or what you're seeing on the internet intimidate you. And I think that that is a big thing for a lot of people is that they see like right now, both markets are going fucking nuts. 
but you see like the Invincible comic number one just sold for what over two thousand dollars to where shit six months ago you could have picked it up for ten bucks, twenty bucks, a graded copy. I think a high graded copy for a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So don't let that intimidate because you don't have to get that shit. Go get what like what you like or go get what interests you. If you want to get into Captain America comics, start at the later issues that are cheaper and more affordable and you got to build it up. It's not an overnight deal. I'm telling you right now because I'm doing it and I know a lot of people that have done it. In fact, most collectors have done that through the years. They build up, they get lucky, they build up, they get lucky. The market changes. It's to their advantage. They sell some shit, they trade some stuff. And it just takes time, but it's a fun hobby to be in, especially because, especially for comics and baseball cards, even though it's hit and miss, like I said, even though it is, and we can, I, I can do a whole episode on it, on giving you better advice on how to invest in it. It is still an investment in your time and your money. And the great thing is they're collectible, which means that in the instance that you want to get out of it, as long as you weren't an idiot and you dumped, you were paying over retail or, or even at retail for everything, you've got some uh, almost liquid money because guess what? Somebody wants it. It's collectible. That's the point. And it's the same. It's the same for any of your hobbies. If there is that collectability to it, if there's not, then there's not. I mean, it is what it is. Don't try to manipulate that. But um, anyways, through this week, though, with work being so crazy, the baseball card thing, um, getting lucky as fuck there. Awesome. Uh, the ability to spend some time reading to my son and in the genre that I'm trying to get more familiar with and, and uh, to enjoy the reading aspect, getting some new collecting comics and, and everything in between. It was like, man, it was a pretty good freaking week. Um, now I do have a bunch of shit I still have to do today <laughs> that I still have to do today, of course. Um, but I wanted to share that because it was quite a week. It was, it was fun. Um, and I also wanted to, I guess, uh, further explain maybe one of the triggers for me with all of this stuff and many other things. And that was the, you know, am I late to this party where I'm standing there like, do I go in or do I not? Do I get into collecting comics again or do I not? Because everybody's got the best guy. And it's like, no, stop. Don't let that be a barrier to entry for you. Just evaluate where you're at and which way you want to go. So I do got something cool I want to talk about in addition to my week here. Let me find this. I queued up a couple of things because I thought this was suit. I thought it was cool. Um, let me go to it. Here we go. All right. Okay, let me find. Let me find it. Okay. Here we go. Oh shit. Let me see if I can find this full this full article. That's the problem. Some of the stuff I uh, have so many things going on all the time. I uh save some of this stuff and it gets messed up because again, every day I'm doing doing so many different things, but this is pretty fun if I can find this. Come on. Oh, I'm not going to be able to find it. Are you kidding me? Dang it. Um, well, we can look at, we can look at this.
All right, so we're going to look at uh, some controversial cover things, and I think some of this is funny. I'll throw in a couple that I already saved, but we're going to go through this. Uh, I pulled this list from uh, Key, Colomic, Key Collected Comics. Um, so let's go through this list. It's funny. Uh, some of this is funny, and then I've got a kind of construed list that I built already. Um, so let's go through this. So Web of Spider-Man number eight. Controversial issue. Hoodlums use anti-Semitic insults while beating up a man. Uh, let's see. Immortal Hulk 43. Controversial issue. Received media attention due to a window pane of a shop stenciled with the word jewelry, jewelry instead of jewelry and a star of David, a Jewish religious symbol. Actually, I, I saw quite a bit on that, too. Um, let's see. Uh, Marvel is offering comic shops replacements of the issue because of the error. It was a spelling error. Um, let's see. Justice League of America, number one, variant, variant cover, art by David Finch. Uh, featuring the retired Mississippi state flag, which has the Confederate flag in it. So that's controversial in itself. My struggle sketchbook. Uh, let's see. 2007 Ethan Van Skyver uh, convention sketchbook was limited to 1,000 copies. Controversial cover parody of main, uh, Mein Kampf. The autobiographical manifesto of, of course, Hitler. Uh, detractors of Van Skyver's site that the cover is an example of the artist's political and social beliefs. As reported by Bleeding Cool, Van Skyver wrote, the accusations in the cover was redesigned a year later. Um, Action Comics 640, homophobic slurs printed on protest signs. Uh, the Dead Number two variant, variant cover by Jason Moore, image censored due to the extreme gore and sexual violence. I can't even see it. It's blurred out. Controversial issue of uh, She-Hulk number six, Star Fox is on trial. Star Fox, not that character, a Marvel character, for sexual assault after he's accused of using his powers to seduce a married woman. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 512, first appearance of Grey Goblin, previously appears out of costume in Amazing uh, Spider-Man 509 as Gabriel Stacy. The controversial issue is Gabriel and Sarah Stacy are the results of an affair between Norman Osborne and Gwen Stacy. So this continues on. Let me jump over to this other list. That one's a little darker than I anticipated. Um, unfortunately, I don't have all the details on this one, but I will talk um, about some of the funny variants. There was a Captain American variant cover by John Taylor Christopher where Deadpool, it's a pretty cool, serious... Uh, Old school imagery. It's like the original Captain America style where he's like punching Hitler and all this stuff's going on. And then you got a photo bomb on the bottom by Deadpool. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the despicable Deadpool 300. I want to find this. This is actually pretty awesome. Um, it's a variant cover by Mike Hawthorne. The cover art is, is inspired by Super Nintendo Brothers. So it looks like a Deadpool as Super Nintendo. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there was crossovers between uh, the Punisher and Eminem and even the Mighty Avengers number three variant. And it sold only in Detroit with Iron Man and Eminem sitting on a porch together. I thought that was kind of funny. This is really cool. So this, this to me kind of blew my mind. So the Avengers number 12, right? The Avengers number 12. It's been out a long time. There is a fan letter. In this comic, and I, I didn't see it, I couldn't find a picture of it. I need to look harder, I guess. 
or or I just need to buy the comic. Anyways, there's a fan letter. So if if you're not familiar in the 70 or, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even into the 90s, they're used to put in, in certain comics, they would put like fan letters, they would put editor's notes, they would put stories like Stan Lee in a lot of the older comics used to like write little stories that were not inclusive to the comic, just talking about shit. Anyways, Avengers number 12, fan letter from a young George R.R. Martin. And that in itself, I'm going to look into this comic because if you consider that George R.R. Martin got a fan letter in Avengers 12. He is the author of the Game of Thrones and all of the the books that it, that's in that world. That is amazing. I think that's amazing. I also think it's pretty cool. Um, let's see. That was just something I was looking at. Maybe I didn't take as many freaking pictures as I thought. Let me look at this other list. Oh yeah, here we go. Here, here's here's some more of them. I thought this was pretty cool. Yeah, and I've got quite a few. All right. So Wolverine Origins number three variant. So. Just so you know, a variant cover is just a variant cover. So same comic, different cover by generally by a different artist. So Wolverine Origins number three, variant cover by Simon Bonacci. Uh, hidden message variant for uh, with Bonacci's name written into the tiles of the background wall. Another name hidden in the tiles is Leob, and above Wolverine's knee is W50. The message was a hint of the yet-announced news that beginning with Wolverine 50 of the main series, Leob and Bonacci would take over writing and illustrating the title. Um, Spider uh, Universe X, Spidey 1. Recall the issue due to a hidden message drawn by Al Milgram onto the spines of the stacks of the books about Marvel editor-in-chief that reads Bob Harris, ha-ha, he's gone good riddance to the bad rubbish. He was a nasty SOB. Can you believe that? I I think that shit's awesome that these guys did this. I don't know. I just, it's weird. I, th- I think it's cool. This is one I've known about for a while, but it's still really cool. Poly bag with silver. We're talking about Spider-Man number one. That is the title. So it's not the amazing Spider-Man, just Spider-Man number one. Um, Todd McFarlane begins including images of Felix the Cat in the interior art of many issues after meeting someone suffering from post-traumatic stress who carried around Felix the Cat doll, which is cool. You know what also happened? The man told uh, that he was not a fan of superhero books, therefore he didn't purchase uh, Spider-Man comics. McFarlane asked if he would start drawing them in Felix the Cat, and he said yes. So I thought that was cool. Um, so Amazing Spider-Man number 311, cover art by Mr. Todd McFarlane again, featuring Mysterio. The circled number, and so this is something cool. So if you have Amazing Spider-Mans or, or if you're at a comic shop, check this out. This is cool. I do have some of these. The circled number after McFarlane's signature uh, den- uh, denates how many spiders are illustrated on the design hidden on the cover, which is true. It's, it's pretty wild. And then you'll start looking for these little spiders. It's a fun little game to play. Um, Iron Man number 127, Demon in a Bottle Part 8. Artist Dave Cockrum included his actual letter of resignation to Marvel in the guise of regis- uh, uh, resignation from Jarvis, the butler who attended the Avengers. This guy put his letter of resignation in this comic book. That is so 
that's just awesome. I think that's awesome. All Flash number 12, first appearance in Origin of the Thinker. A uh, madman genius level intellect. Oh, uh, this is where uh, Peter Capitalelli uh, confirmed um, suicide. Squ- he essentially confirmed the Suicide Squad. So I think that wraps up the kind of the hidden messages in comics for now. Anyways, I thought that was some cool stuff. Hiding a letter of resignation in a comic book or like Al Milgram did. If you stack a bunch of the comics together, it talks shit about the editor that quit or got fired or what have you. I don't know. I just thought that was a very uh, constructive and well thought out plans in some some degrees. Some of the other stuff, you know, uh, probably not as not as light as I, as I intended it to be. But nonetheless, it was fun. So that pretty much wraps up the episode, guys. I talked to you about my week. We got some new comics. Got lucky with a Derek Jeter freaking baseball card of an auction box of comics. Stuff is going well. I'm getting stoked. I'm trying to change things up here uh, for the podcast that I'm hosting. Um, instead of trying to hardline or or try to build out these crazy, crazy episodes, um, to to just talk through some of the things that that I'm doing that's going on that's relevant to the uh, good old podcast. Obviously, we talked about some of the hidden messages, some of the stuff going on in comics that I thought was cool. I, I need to find more of them because it's fun to talk about, and it's also like mind blowing to think like George R. Martin. Or R.R. Martin, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about, wrote a fa- has a fan letter in Avengers 12. That's just awesome. So that's it, guys. That's all I got. I appreciate you guys listening to me kind of uh, regurgitate my week to you. I hope you, you enjoyed my story. We got a lot of stuff going on here on the Culture Jack podcast. As you already know, we've got the Thursday show where Dustin drops some news. We've got the Friday show which is all original content by Dustin Saturday. We've got the OTE. Currently, we're covering Falcon Winter Soldier. Sunday is the Weekend Wire. And Monday is Monday Madness with your host, yours truly. Thank you again for tuning in. As always, please take a moment, drop a comment. Uh, If you guys want to hear me talk about any more of this stuff, I'd be more than happy to uh, listen. And I can only hear you if you're dropping comments. Um, Make sure and subscribe to the podcast which is available everywhere check us out on facebook as well thank you very much have an incredible week guys and we'll catch up with you next monday